The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep your head down and your left arm straight. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. (laughs) One more thing. Those are my best golf tips. Oh, boy. Um, Got a couple of golf stories for you that have nothing to do with this golf, if you don't want to hear golf stories. They don't really have anything to do with golf that much. Um, before I get to that, I mentioned this at the end of the fabulous Armstrong and Getty radio show. I, I guess there's no chance that you're listening to this and aren't aware of our radio show, but in case there is, we have a radio show. Seek it out. Will do. <laughs> I mentioned this at the end of the radio show. I have a friend. She was uh, telling me the story about how she dislocated her shoulder at yoga. Oh. In yoga. That is, you've gone too far into the blooming lotus position. And started screaming. And everybody was freaking out and nearly throwing up because, you know, I don't know if you've ever seen a dislocated shoulder. And she's wearing a tank top. So you got the full on watching the ball out of the socket, you know, Ah! and it's like in front of her chest. And she's just screaming. And everybody else is screaming. Oh, Oh my God. Oh it my sounds God, this horrible. Is, I may pass out just hearing about it. And uh, people were running around and shouting things and all kinds of stuff. And she <laughs> and she got up against it. She didn't know what to do. She was in horrible, horrible pain. She got up against a wall and pushed it back into place like you oh, see people do. And, wow. this, and this is a good lesson for all of us, whether it happens to you or your kid. She said the instant it went back to the place, the pain went away. Wow. So thinking, you know, I'll wait till uh, an ambulance gets here or I drive to the hospital. No, don't do that. Apparently. Yeah. Try I've, to... I've, I've seen like experienced football coaches when something is uh, dislocated. Say, turn your face and then they'll grab your grab your arm and pull it out. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yep, you're fine. So apparently if that happens to your kid or something like that, the worst thing you could do. I'm not a doctor. <sighs> don't take my advice on this. <laughs> but uh it seems like the worst thing you could do would be let him scream in agony until you finally get him to a doctor. Well, what if you don't know how to pop it back well, in? Well, she didn't know how to do it. You just it's push. Natural. Or pull. Or twist. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> 
bipolar twist. Whatever seems like a good idea at the time. Of course, they're going to want to fight you as you're trying to do that, I would imagine. Oh, Lord. Ah, there it goes. Thanks. I guess that was the end of the yoga class for the night, too. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet it was. First of all, the floor was slick with vomit and tears. Um, here's my two golf stories. And again, keep your head down and your left arm straight is my suggestion. One, there was a story yesterday, and you never know what's true or what's not. And all Tiger Woods would say, all he said was everything's on the table, which is, if you're a businessman, is always a good idea. But there are rumors that uh, they're willing to go as high as a billion dollars, the Saudis, to get Tiger to come play in their golf league. Not because, you know, he's not the top of his game. He's not even close to the top of his game. No, no. He, he, in fact, he barely, he didn't even finish the last tournament he tried to play in. But he's the biggest name that's out there for golf to get eyeballs to your uh, your channel or let people know, hey, hey, over here, we exist. And they've got oh, a lot yeah. of the other big names already. So If he limps out and shoots three 88s in a row, which would be laughable in professional golf, uh, that'll still draw enormous crowds. Yeah, the the story was they'd initially offered him in the high nine figures. Uh, it's not your business. Nine. Well, I didn't say it was. So what is Mr. nine? Picky. What is nine figures? Hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay, so now we're up to the ten figures, which is a billion, I guess. Yes, yes. Those are figures I will never figure on seeing. <laughs> Well, if it's the freaking Saudis, I'm surprised they're even negotiating. What's the difference to them between 800 million and a billion? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, I'm always interested in the decision making among the super wealthy. The the, the money won't wouldn't. There's there's no possible way it changes his life in any way, shape, or form. Is there? There are no oper- Obviously, there's no cooler car or house he could get. There's. It doesn't change um, his his retirement or future or or his kids' retirement or future. I just uh, since there'd be some backlash to it. I don't know yeah. why he would do it. Well, I don't know. You'd have to ask somebody. I, I don't have that mindset. Uh, and, and I think the worst thing you could do is make sure the next four generations of your family are wealthy. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you want to ruin their lives, you could do that. But, I mean, he's already got a yacht the size of Long Island. So I don't I don't know. But, again, that's not my mindset. So it's if tough I for was, a guy like me to answer that question. I guess if you're a philanthropist, which I don't know how much of that he does or doesn't do. But if you're like Some. Su- if you're super into that, like J.D. Rockefeller, who was the richest person in the world. He turned to that, geez, early in life. He's like in his 40s, I think, when mm-hmm. he did that full time. Like, if that's your thing, you think, because of my name, if I can make an extra billion dollars to build, you know, children's hospitals or whatever the hell I'm going to do, save the turtle. Um, that's what I'll do. Turtle hospitals. Um, uh, also, if you just really enjoy business, you enjoy the sport, the competition, the challenge of business. I mean, like Elon Musk took his PayPal money, which was more than he could ever spend, and, and started point. all those other businesses with it, which he clearly loves. Yeah. Might get mankind to the to Mars for the first time or revolutionize electric vehicle. Well, he's already revolutionized electric vehicle. So, yeah, that's a decent point right there. I, I, Tiger seems a little more shallow than that to me, but I don't know. Yeah, God, I don't know. Tiger! Well, he's, he's sane enough... To understand that he's not going to be a, a, a truly elite competitive golfer anymore. Um, and after young. shattering his leg because he was uh, driving along asleep on Ambien or whatever. Um, God and so he's. Damn it. But he is incredible. <laughs> 
Armstrong and Getty in a world-exclusive interview with Tiger Woods. Um, <laughs> uh, he's obviously incredibly competitive, so he's moving on to, to business. So, yeah, if he could get another billion dollars, he could practically do anything. I guess that's the answer, although he's, he hasn't done it yet. And he said he wasn't I think he said he wasn't going to. I haven't paid that much attention, even as a golf fan, that whole live golf, the Saudi thing. They, they've Do- noticed. They've noticed that people like you have not paid attention, and they think getting Targer, Tiger would make you pay attention, I think. Yeah, yeah, sure enough. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, uh, duh, what was I going to say? I had something else to say. Oh, speaking of Tiger Woods crashing his car on Ambien, I finally saw the video of Anne Heche flying through that neighborhood. Have you seen that video? I have not. Holy crap! 
you know, I guess I'm sorry she died. I mean, I didn't want her to die, but thank God she didn't kill anybody else or any poor kid on their bike. I mean, this is just a residential neighborhood, and it's a door bell. What do you call those things? Ring cameras? Well, there are a lot of different brands. Yeah. But, but yeah, what, what, people, what, what is the generic term for them that we're all going to use? Gosh, I don't know. Security camera? Anyway, it's uh, pointing out into the driveway of some house, and you're just looking at a placid day in a neighborhood on a nice day, and all of a sudden, pew, this car comes flying through. looks like it's 100 miles an hour down a residential wow. street before wow. she crashes into a building and burns herself to death. But thank God she didn't kill any little kids or something like that. Yeah, Holy no kidding. crap. Anywho, back to a golf stories. Keep your uh, your uh, head straight and your left arm down is what I suggest. <laughs> um, I don't know this guy, Patrick Reed. I'm sure you do, but he has launched a... He is a giant dish. He's launched a three-quarters of a billion-dollar lawsuit against one announcer in the Golf Channel for bad-mouthing him when he cheated, and he says that that has affected his career in such a way that they owe him that much money. He's a big cheating dish, I should have said. <laughs> Sue me next. So um, he actually for real cheated and got caught on tape, right? Uh, multiple times. And he had that reputation as a college player. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He pushes the boundaries a lot. I'm kind of interested in this angle of the story besides the... Uh, so the, the announcers said, you know, said a bunch of things about him cheating and being Nixon or something like that. And uh, and then he says that ruined his reputation and now he can't make money. But so he cheated in college and as a pro, even though he's obviously really, really good. You'd have to be like super great, even if you cheated, right? Oh, oh, he is. He was fabulous. He was he led the U.S. Ryder Cup team to victory a couple of times. Wow. Super a, clutch. Wow. What an interesting mindset. So you've got that level of talent and you're willing to cheat. That's almost a... um. Um, uh, the, be, be, being a psychopath at some level, isn't it? Some sort of weird, I, I, I need to be punished or see if I can get away with it or some sort of weird thing. It's like, I think it's, it's just a variation of um, you can't accept losing. And if you get a break that you know your ball comes to rest in a place that's going to be extremely difficult to hit, um, you think, no, I, I've got to win. I've got to win. Oh, I was, I was wondering if it's more like the compulsive liar sort of person that gets such a thrill out of lying that they do it even when it doesn't do them any good, just they just can't stop. But you think it's that. He's just so competitive. Hey, Joe, how does he yeah. cheat? I'm just curious, what has he done? He says, look over there. And he puts the ball in the hole. He went in the hole. Yeah, he throws it out of the sand trap instead of hitting it. Um, no, it's it, there have been a bunch of different things. Um, one thing you need to know is that in golf, you call fouls on yourself, mostly. And there have been a couple of times that he clearly violated the rules. He had to know it and just went about his business, but it was caught on camera. Um, just a handful of incidents of that sort. Yeah, the announcer said this is going to follow him around like the video of Nixon saying, I'm not a crook. And he says that cost him. You know what I think cost you all the money? The fact that they got video of you cheating over and over again. Yeah, there's virtually nobody who follows golf that doesn't think he cheats. And I'm not saying he cheats every round or all the time or anything, but you get a rep as a cheater in the world of golf. It follows you for life. VJ Singh, great player of the, like, I guess his heyday was in the 90s. Um, he got a rep as a cheater for something that happened when he was a pretty young golfer, and people still snickered about it like 20 years later. 
God, I remember like in high school tournaments and stuff like that. Sometimes you'd I'd be so far out and far away from anybody. I mean, there's no way anybody would have known <laughs> knew if you cheat cheated. And there's nobody or you know no fans, obviously. But Benny, when you're a professional golfer on the PGA Tour, you would think you would assume somebody's going to see you, even if you are a cheat. Yeah, well, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's what they say. That's what cheaters say. Hmm. Yeah, I've known people like that, by the way, who were uh, really enjoyable people, but cheat on the golf course. When you're paying, you're playing for, you know, generally there's a bet involved, but you're playing for insignificant amounts of money with your friends, and they can't stop themselves from cheating. Really? Yeah. Including, it's, it's wow, I, you know, it's an interesting question. What is going on there psychologically? And do you all call him out on it or just let it go? It's too uncomfortable to say anything? Because that was Bill Clinton's thing, right? He would cheat and people just, like, wouldn't say anything because what's the point? There is a lot of that, a lot of eye rolling. And uh, sometimes the uh, sarcastic comment that's, People are, can let go, but you make the point. And huh? And then and then they just act like they didn't hear you, or laugh along with you, or <laughs> pretty much yeah, act wow. like you're not talking to them. Yeah, God, I you know I'm not uh, I'm not that competitive at golf or really anything else, but I'd way better be rather be known as a bad golfer than a cheater. Not even close. Yeah, I know it. I know it. That's why it's such an interesting phenomenon. And these are not like people who uh, strong arm rob elderly women. They're they're really nice people. But it's just a kink on the golf course some people have. Huh. God, and I sure as heck wouldn't be willing to take your $20 bill having cheated. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. Huh. Mm. Humans, what are you going to do with them? Some people cheat at marathons. They'll start the race, then they like get a ride halfway through near right. the finish line. Right, they do. Yeah, it's been done. Well, I guess that's it. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.